the newest generation, Gen Alpha, are putting more more emphasis on being in the moment and not just being on your phone and recording everything. Right? They want to be present. As they show us already, as humans,、uh, we go to cycles where you know before it was our parents' generation is like being in the moment. For us, it's like oh, I gotta take the best picture. Everything is online, is liable. And the next generation is like I don't even want to be online. I don't want Facebook. I don't want Instagram. I don't want TikTok. I want to just be myself.、And、that's why I see things trending. This is Startup Island Taiwan. Everything about Taiwan and cutting-edge technology, startup unicorns, and connections to the world. Hello, and welcome back to Startup Island Taiwan, the podcast all about the latest news and trending involving startups and other innovation enterprise in Taiwan. I'm your host Yuli. Today, we're having two guests. First of all, I would like to introduce Brian. Brian is the CEO and the co-founder of Asia Hustle Networks. An A N H venture. Asia Hustle Networks is a membership, media, and community organization founded in 2019 to help connect and inspire entrepreneurs and professionals around the world. Within a year, A H N has grown its community to 2,000 members in over 100 countries. A H N brings together the community of Asia entrepreneurs and professionals across variety professions and industries to empower one another. Their work today, including amplifying Asian entrepreneurial voices, creating safe space for storytelling, connecting creators with consumers, and ensuring that we can all succeed together. There are several organization pilot supports, including NPO, which is AHM Foundation, Invest, which is AHM Ventures, and the Amplifies AHM itself. So let's welcome Brian. Thank you. Thanks for having me.、I、appreciate it. The other guest we have is Mask. Mask is the CEO and co-founder of Itgather. Itgather is currently the largest online social gathering app in Taiwan. They are launching in 2017. They have been more than wow, 1.2 million users so far. Itgather is a very convenient and efficient social service that helps users meet up in a very short period of time. Users can set different theme, interests, activity content. Budget, number of people, and even payment method. Currently, there are ten major scene of urban entertainment activities on the platform, including dining, sports, travel, learning, and various party activity. So let's welcome Max. Hello, everyone. Thanks for inviting me here. So I just try to brief introduction you and your company, but I think it's probably it's better you can introduce more about yourself and your business. So、uh, let's start from Brian. Yeah, I mean, I think you pretty much nailed it.、Uh, I couldn't add any more to that. <laughs> Very flattering, but I mean, I love the Taiwanese ecosystem. I love all the entrepreneurs out there. I love the people. I love the food. So I can't wait to be in the show and start answering some questions. Yeah, how I can personally contribute to the ecosystem. Nice. And may I know, like, why you start the Asian? Just curious about how it starts. Yeah, so I started Asian Hustle Network back in 2019 as a way to bring together the Asian entrepreneur together. Back then,、uh, I couldn't find a network that brought the Asian diaspora together. Right back then, I saw people very divided. I think as Asians,、uh, there's always this mentality that you know there's a take first mentality, right? And I knew that with the Asian diaspora, that if we get to a safe environment where we build trust, that's where magic happens. So having this idea, I wanted to bring together not just Asians in the United States, not just Asians in Canada or Australia, 
I want to see if Asian people around the world can finally work together and finally put away our differences because we have more similarities, right? And we're all very, very, very smart. So what happens when innovation meets uh, opportunity without borders? It's life-changing and environment-changing. So uh, I, I noticed that besides Asian Hassle Network, you also have the venture. And I also realized that you have a lot of investment in Web3. Is that correct? Yeah, I think for me, investing has been really slow throughout my life. So I started investing when I was 20. Um, I didn't reach a pretty decent level of success when I was late 20s and started getting myself into venture capital. And that's, you know, it, it takes step by step, right? It's not overnight where I woke up, oh my God, I know how to invest. I'm so smart. <laughs> it, took, uh, it took a lot of time and it took a lot of losing money and experimenting, meeting people in order to get to where I am today. Okay, so that switched to a uh, mass. Max, could you please introduce yourself and your business? Okay, sure. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm Max, and I'm the founder and CEO of eGather. I'm a serial entrepreneur and uh, have founded three digital companies so far. And actually, my major in university is uh, architecture. Architecture is a, a major that studies the relationship between human and uh, all society and the culture. So uh, it is also because I try to build a startup in university. So I started an MBA in graduate school and I hope to come up with some good solution to human social problems. And uh, the same time, uh, I create a company with an innovation business model. So eGather is the solution that I want to create. And um, as the host just introduced eGather, eGather is now currently the largest online gathering and uh, social app in Taiwan. And uh, we have more than 1 million gatherings so far in about uh, six years. And uh, more than about 1.2 million users. So uh, we welcome everyone and all the listeners to pick up your mobile phone now and uh, just open your app store or google play and download our app and enjoy it um so again i also want to learn about like you say you start from university and trying to build a community over there so is there any special like things or event or anything inspire you to doing this the spirit of eGather is to make people happier and when they get together and the reason is because we found that there's too much misfortune in this society comes from people's loneliness and we have many social platforms like uh, Facebook or Instagram or TikTok but people always only care about how how many followers likes you have and uh, not how many real relationship you have and you create and meet new people. So uh, therefore, we help to create a service that allows all strangers not to be afraid to meet each other and uh, can quickly meet face to face with people who share the same interest with you without worrying about security issue. So uh, in fact, the service uh, originally comes from a social experiment activity we held. And uh, that experiment is uh, we let all those who signed up for the events can be randomly matched with a new friends online to go out for dinner or a lunch. So that's a very fun experience for people to meet new people. But at first, we saw that not many people would dare to do this because maybe it's not that easy to trust a stranger online. But this event attracted more than 30,000 people to participate in just two months. So uh, that makes us discover that uh, it turns out that existing social services, like I just mentioned, uh, Facebook or Instagram, have not yet met people's need for meeting real friends. You will be uh, looking very strangers if you add another people, become your new friends online on Facebook or Instagram. They will think that you are very strange. But on eGather, that's very easy and natural. So that's why we create these services. 
Okay, so Brian, I realize that Azure has a network start from 2019. So any special things happened during the COVID? I don't know if it's special is the right word, but during COVID was very interesting for our Asian community. That's when we actually experienced really rapid growth, right? I think we went from a couple thousand people in the community to like a hundred thousand in like two weeks. Right? Holy moly! Like this is crazy. Like people are coming to us. Uh, but the bigger thing that we try to to reimagine is like, how is this a community first platform, right? How are we listening to our users? How are we creating different programs? How are we impacting the things that we need to do? So immediately, the biggest things that were impacted during that time during COVID were all the Chinese restaurants, all the Asian restaurants, because there's a lot of rhetoric during that time that you know if you eat Chinese food or Asian food, you'll get COVID. So a lot of, as a result, like a lot of Asian restaurants were suffering. So. They were actually mobilized part of our community to help these restaurant owners, right? Like, how do we raise money from like our wealthy community members? Like, we end up sending off to a different nonprofit to end up raising uh, over a million dollars in about a month or so, and we use that to to really support the community. And with that experience moving forward, we were able to use that skill set that we learned in the pandemic to raise venture funds. So we're on our fund two right now, uh, which is a little bit shy of twenty five million dollars. So we've been reinvesting that back into Asia, back to Southeast Asia, back to Australia. But everything I feel like happens for a reason. Everything builds the next steps. So they continue leveling up. So for that part, I'm just curious about like how you're gathering the community. I mean, I just go through your website and see this a lots of changing compared with the previous version. So how the community working in Asia? Yeah, the community has definitely evolved a bit. At first, we were just a group of entrepreneurs that wanted to meet each other and connect. And share our knowledge with each other, but over time, obviously, we grew to a pretty substantial size. And the next question is like, how do we make everyone feel included, and how do we create programs that helps a lot of different people? So the reason why our community has evolved so much is because we're always changing to the times. Because I always felt like if you're not changing, evolving, you're not disrupting your own self, and you're letting someone else disrupt you. If you're not willing to like move rapidly, then you're not going to be able to readjust rapidly. But the next problem that you have is how do you stay focused, right? I think that as an entrepreneur, there's probably so many things you want to do and so many things that you can do. But should you do it, it's a different story. And for us, we've always been guided with the north star of how do we continue connecting people together around the world, and that sort of allows us to say no to a lot of different things. Uh, before we couldn't say no to anything, therefore we burnt ourselves out and we had a lot of problems on the team. Well, after a while, you know, after year three, year four, we started decided to become more focused and focus on things that matter. So the three pillars that you saw right now is that we focus on connecting corporations to targeted customers. Because what we do well in our community is that we have collect demographic data on our community members, and we know how many people are in beauty, how many people are in tech, how many people are in food. So we work for different brands. Uh, for example. You work with startup entrepreneurs, and they want to reach like a use case of twenty-five people. Like we can easily give them that, and that stays within our mission of supporting the Asian diaspora, right? So the next step is how do we engage the people in our community that are at pretty high level in terms of they have a startup exit, they inherited like a couple million dollars, like they also want to give back to the community. Historically, we have not been good at taking care of this side of the community, but in recent times, obviously, well, we started a venture fund. To leverage all those connections that we have, because essentially we see Asian Hustle Network now as an ecosystem. There are people that come to us that are just starting out. We want to help you. We want to amplify your story. We want to help you reach our customers. But more importantly, 
the people that actually are investing to our fund don't want to talk to everybody. They want to talk to a certain number, a certain select group of people that they feel like it's worth their mentorship. And for us, it's like we're able to vet people out by looking at their deck, looking at uh, what they built, looking at their customers. And we, over time, has developed a reputation that, you know, we are not here to waste anyone's time. We're here to move the world forward in the way that we see fit. And we're here to help anyone anywhere that we can. Wow, this is very, very amazing. Like you achieve so many things happen in this community. I have another, I don't know if it's a proper question or not, but just curious about your opinion because um, I'm actually like kind of first immigrant in the States. But I would say I was said identified as a Taiwanese more than American for me. But I know Asian in general, in the States, it's actually not come from one country. It's like come from probably Japan, Taiwan, Vietnam, China, Korean, Thailand, India. So Asian actually is a special definition in the States. If we go back to talking about Taiwan, most of the Taiwanese won't say we are Asian. I would say we are come from Taiwan or some people have different kind of identified. Probably they would say they are Chinese. So it's a very special identify in the United States. Like people identify as Asian. But actually, that's how this society look at us. I'm so curious about how you see this kind of identify in the United States. Yeah, so that's a really good question, right? I think that the word Asian itself, in my own opinion, I feel like it's just a way for people to categorize us because they think we look alike. They assume that we all look alike, we all sound alike, we all believe in the same thing. I think with that kind of mentality, it's like when you look at everyone like the same, it's like you're creating a lot more problems. Right, because every culture, every country has their own nuances that they have to deal with. So the biggest thing that I guess like people in the outside perspective don't know with about the word Asian is that we're not all the same. <laughs> right, that's, that's the biggest thing. We're not all the same, and it actually causes a lot of problems too. Because I always tell people, and we know this as being Asian, is that the people that hate Asian people the most are Asian people. So it's been quite a journey trying to to bring together the community. I always tell myself that there's so many other things I can do in life that's so much easier than, than to bring together the Asian community. Nowadays, I have people in uh, Central Asia reach out to me and they ask me, am I Asian? They're from Kazakhstan or from you know uh, th- that region of the world. And that always brings us to the question is like, how big do I want this network to be? Because as we continue to grow, uh, this is going to continue posing more and more problems. But also, I realized that if you take a step back and focus on the commonality, which is as Asians, we love a few things. Right? We care about a lot about community. We care a lot about family. We care a lot about personal success. And the thing is that we do want to learn about each other's culture, but the language barrier has always been an issue. It's like if you can't understand each other, then that's like the root of all like communication problems. For us, we're building something really unique. And what I mean by unique is, as you know already, we've been going to countries all over Asia, and we invite entrepreneurs in that country to come on stage to speak. We want you to share your story. But the thing is, we don't ask you to speak in English. We want you to go on stage and speak in Taiwanese, speak in Chinese, speak in Vietnamese, speak in whatever language you feel comfortable in. And we're going to take that piece of content, we're going to add transcription so then every person can understand what that piece of knowledge is and vice versa. Because over time, our visions is to show people that we're not different and that no one country is better than another. It's just that there happens to be more resources and better policies in that country. Right. But the people likewise and knowledge sharing is all the same. And I want to show people that. Cool. Um, so let's circle back to the mask. Max, I really like your app. You know, one of my friends just find a girlfriend through your app. 
So like super helpful for the single guys. I think you show a real new model for the community for the like, I mean, social networking app or social networking site because your business trying to real connect and combine online and offline together, which is very, very difficult. So could you please share some tips like how you scale up your business because it's very difficult to combine online activity and offline activity? Uh, okay, sure. In fact, uh, we probably the only social dating app that can gather all their needs, not only dating, but also like making normal friends or daily friends or uh, someone like to eat with you, someone like to go out and traveling or do some exercise with you. Any kinds of purpose can find someone on our platform. Uh, everyone think dating app is just for making relationship and find a girl, find a man uh, to marry or whatever. But uh, we think uh, there's tons of uh, social needs and the uh, very kinds of uh, relationship could make online, not just only for date. So uh, what we want to create is uh, we want to meet any kinds of social behavior. And uh, this kind of behavior, like including people with many personality. So some people like to chat online and uh, the other people like to meet directly. And uh, some people like to date one-on-one and the other people like to hang out with many friends so they can build trust. So uh, how to design a service that uh, successfully breaks down social barriers? Uh, it must meet everyone's need at the same time. So that's the most difficult part because every social service could only meet one purpose, like LinkedIn is for business, Facebook is for your real friends, and Instagram is for your followers, and Tinder is for dating. So how could we do to meet lots of purpose? So on our platform, first of all, there is a quick matching mechanism that ordinary dating service words has, which is provides for people who like to chat online or uh, find someone to talk or just find a relationship. Furthermore, our most powerful feature is to allow people who want to meet directly to get to know each other quickly. We have accumulated a lot of know-how in this area, including how to quickly build a sense of trust between strangers. In addition, we have created a unique function which allows all users to directly write review on the platform after gatherings. So that provides users with a strong source of security. And therefore, the activity of female users on our platform is higher than male users. That's very unique on like a social or dating service or industry. On the other hand, uh, we also intend to promote this service to other non-Taiwan overseas markets, uh, such as Tokyo, Singapore, Hong Kong, etc. Before the outbreak of the epidemic in 2019, uh, we had successfully held a party of more than 100 people in Japan. Now we are planning to restart the entire overseas plan. So uh, maybe if you are an investor or a venture capital or like Brian, <laughs> if you are interested in becoming our investor, welcome to let me know. Cool. Just another quick question about your business. I actually trying to use your app when I stay in Taiwan. So how did you build the trust between, you know, I'm the stranger. I just randomly want to grab a dinner with someone. What kind of this like system or what kind of the way you make people can trust another stranger? Actually, our core concept is we want to empower the host. And we choose the host side because I think the host is the spirits of a event or activity. So we let the host choose which one they want to join to this event. Not like other activity or uh, events, website, 
everyone can join every event. Our platform is every activity have a review system. The hosts have to choose which one they want to join. And the other user will check which one already joined to this event. And uh, is there anyone that I like? I want to know more. If there's another guy I want, maybe I don't want to choose this activity. So uh, hosts have to check the quality of each activities. So uh, if you have more good hosts, it can provide more high quality events for our old users. That's the first thing. And uh, the other thing is uh, we're probably the only social services that have a public review system. After the activity, you can write review for each other like Uber or Airbnb or Google Map. Review system is not that unique because there's lots of service have this mechanism. But if you search for uh, social service, there's no service create this mechanism because all these social services for online relationship are online friends. If they don't meet each other, you give them the power to write review. It will cause issue like people can write uh, nonsense or bad review for strangers. But on our platform, it's a public system after you meet each other face to face. So every activity on our platform has to be in real life. So if you join the events in real life and then you write a review for these people, you have to take responsibility for your review. So it creates a very huge and a strong trust on our platform for users. And it also creates very good experience on our platform because if you get a good experience on our platform, you can write a good review for each other. And once you receive these good reviews, it will make you like our platform more and get more accomplishments. So once they join one of our activities, then they will keep joining one after another. That's how we decide this. Just a quick question about this, because um, this is more fits like Taiwanese culture, or you feel this is can promote to, I mean, at least like all Asian countries. What do you think? What we design is for urban life. We don't define it as like a culture difference, like a, in Asian culture or in U.S. culture. What we design is how do we fit people's life in the city. So uh, like uh, everyone in the cities, well-developed city, they could always have uh, social needs. So if people still like to gather together and create happiness, they will um, need more efficiency tools to uh, fulfill their needs. So I think our platform could not only uh, meet people's need in Asian, but also like in U.S. culture or even in Europe cultures. Totally makes sense because, you know, big city, people like eager to meet each other. It's not only about love relationship, but also like when make new friends and the habit or like all kind of activity, probably the best way to meet new one. So I have another question for both of you guys. Nobody will believe like Facebook will replace MySpace and become one of the major players of the social network size. For now, we see TikTok and Instagram might being the next generation leader of the social networking size. So in your opinion, who or what kind of pattern or function will become the next generation of social networking size since like you are running this kind of business? I like this question a lot because I think about it a lot because I'm so fascinated by the younger generation and their user habits. So as we see already, a lot of them are putting less emphasis on likes. They're putting less emphasis on like having the best video or having the best photos. For them, it's all about taking it back a step. How do I become more authentic to what I'm doing right now? So we're seeing a rise of users of Snapchat, right? That has always been a really Gen Z app. And why is that? It's because uh, they're real. It's real time. You can send personal stuff. You can 
have more closer relationship. Another social media app that I kind of kept my eye on is, has been Be Real. So Be Real is an app that I believe started in France. And the whole point is you get an alert from your phone and you take a picture of whatever you're doing. It's super random, but it's supposed to make you feel like we're all human beings. Right. And it's supposed to be better for your mental health, apparently, because even these younger kids, these Gen Z's or not even Gen Z's, like the newest generation, Gen Alpha, are putting more more emphasis on being in the moment and not just being on your phone and recording everything. Right. They want to be present. As they show us already, as humans, uh, we go to cycles where, you know, before it was our parents' generation is like, be in the moment. For us, it's like, oh, I got to take the best picture. Everything is online, is liable. And the next generation is like, I don't even want to be online. I don't want Facebook. I don't want Instagram. I don't want TikTok. I want to just be myself. And that's why I see things trending. And what do you think, Mask? Actually, I have just the same opinion like Brian, because I think maybe the core keyword of the next generations of social experience is be real. Because any service that can create a real social experience for users will be a highly explosive service. Because all large social companies like Facebook, like TikTok in this area, they are more focused on creating more virtual world, including like Metaverse for Facebook or VR, AR, or like the latest trend, AI virtual social networking. All of this uh, is much different from creating a real human relationship. After like, these 10 years, we finally know that the issue from like a Facebook, Instagram is that what people need is not followers, it's not like. It's a real relationship. Like uh, you have 10 real friends can go out with you, hanging out uh, to drink a beer, to uh, go to a party with you, to karaoke. Therefore, I think that uh, creating a real personal connection and happiness will be the social innovation that next generation of human being needs. So we are coming to the end of our time here on the podcast. Thank you for joining the chat today. Brian, do you have any like word one sharing or like any information you want to share to our audience? I guess the biggest advice is uh, if you're looking to entrepreneurship, this is also the reason why you're listening to this podcast. The biggest advice is just do it. I think that you should not be afraid of failing. Just go out, talk to as many people as you can. It's okay to look stupid. It's okay to sound stupid. But guess what? You get smarter every single time. So that's what matters. I mask anything you want to share to the audience? I think uh, maybe we can just focus more on what is real. Who is your real friend? What things you real like? What activity you real like to do? I think what I want to tell you is the real things makes you happier. So just focus on real things. Um, thank you again for tuning in to today's show. We will see you next week on Starbucks in Taiwan. Hey, hey.